Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From Nothing to Profit, another episode today. And this is a first, a very first for our episodes. We have not ever had a guest on who doesn't have something to do with the photography industry, but this is our first, and I'm super excited to have Bo Nelson on today. Hello, Bo. Hi, how's it going? Good. So glad to have you. So I have known, you know, sometimes I bring people on that I want to get to know, and I don't know Bo as an, an adult, but we grew up sitting in the in the rows in front of and behind each other at church. And Bo was uh, a couple years younger than me, and I watched his family. And uh, they have four. His parents had four kids, and I wanted to have four kids. And his family has a. Uh, a nursery, uh, several nurseries and, uh, for plants, a plant nursery. And then Bo started his own businesses in coffee. And so Bo, I would love to hear just a little bit of your background. Yeah. It, I mean, it all started in the garden and that's the, what I've always believed. And I still actually kind of practice plants, uh, still, even with coffee, it's just in a different form now. Um, I mean, it's a seed, it comes from a plant. This is a, you know, it's a, it's an agronomical crop. It's agronomy, it's horticulture, it's botany. It's, you know, then it gets into the sea markets and then it gets into farming and soil acid. And, and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, this totally captures my ADD. This totally, I'll never see the end of this industry because it's, it involves something that is so complicated. Plants are just, they're so cool. And so ultimately this is like a plant passion for me and, and seeing really like how cup flavor in coffee um, can be affected at farm level um, and through your processing. So I, I, I'm our coffee buyer right now. So I buy all of our coffee. I sort it, I grade it. Um, I bring it in. Um, we have other importing partners that we work with uh, here in Kansas city and even uh, Baltimore and, and beyond. Um, so we work with countries like Ethiopia, uh, Sumatra, Brazil, Sulawesi, uh, Colombia. Um, there's, I mean, you just go down the list, Mexico, like we work with, uh, countries all over the world to bring these really special coffees in, um, and what's called like specialty grade, which is the highest grade of coffee. And so we're buying these really nice coffees and then we're, um, through branding and through photography, um, which is really important. Um, and through just kind of my art, like it's me, you know? And so a lot of the the product and a lot of this process is really has been a process, uh, has been just a self, uh, I don't know. It's like the most philosophical journey I've ever been on. <laughs> uh, it's like a self, um, self-awareness, I guess is the word that everybody's using now, but, um, it just it makes you look inside of yourself. And when you, when you take something to the market, the market's like this massive mirror and it, and it just reflects back. Like you think it's valuable, but does the market think it's valuable? Um, you think it's worth something, you know, you think it's cool, but does the market think it's cool? And, and there's just like a lot of uh, psychology, philosophy, like self doubt moments of triumph moments of depression and like everything in between. And like the process of how to manage that and to live a life that's not just this crazy frantic roller coaster every day <laughs> called business ownership, you know? 
<laughs> so, uh, so you do coffee. I do coffee. And, yeah. and so my first, uh, like connection with you doing the coffee side of things is that you had a, a coffee house shop, uh, in, uh, downtown Kansas city called thou mayest. Yeah. Is that kind of where things started? Um, it started a little bit before that it started, uh, okay. started with me over and out. I was in a trip over in Africa. I was visiting one of my best friends down in Zimbabwe and I popped down into South Africa for a, a little while too, and saw some of the coffee culture there, which was just kind of my, I, I really wasn't, I was over there to look at plants. I was actually going to move from Kansas city. I was, I didn't think Kansas city had anything to offer. It's a whole nother story, but I was basically wanting to leave Kansas city and basically go to Africa. And I was looking at how to do that in a horticultural way. Um, I ended up seeing these farms of coffee in Zimbabwe and, um, you know, just seeing all the cherries on the tree. And I was like, what is, what's going on here? And they were like, this is coffee. And, and then the light bulb went off in my head. And then I came back, met a guy who was home roasting and, and he introduced me to home roasting and just fresh coffee. And it's like, once you've kind of had that experience of fresh coffee, it, it's really difficult to go back. And so the bug just kind of bit me. That was back in like 2009, 2010. Um, I think this was, it was in, uh, 2011, 2000, the end of 2010 basically got, had one too many drinks and then pressed buy it now on eBay to uh, <laughs> buy a roaster. So that's how, like, how'd you get into it? It's like, I, I drank a lot of bourbon and then I pressed buy it now on eBay. And then I, I had to do something after that. So, uh, it was like a $6,000 roaster. We just found it. Uh, it was some guy down in Florida. He shipped it. It got mangled. And when it was in, in route and we got some insurance money from that. And so that's how we bought our first bag of beans. Uh, and then word just kind of got out. This was in 2000 and by now 2012. And we're just kind of got out that we were the new roasters in town. I was planning to spend about a year trying to perfect things. But again, like, you know, if the market's thirsty, you know, if the market's hungry, if the market wants it, the market will, uh, sorry, that was too loud. That's okay. Um, yeah. The market will, you know, uh, ask for it, you know? So we're just trying to, at this point, we're kind of just trying to keep up with the demand part. Um, this pandemic is definitely like put all that to the test. And it's cool that, that it's actually like thrived in the middle of it all. I think a lot of food production has, but you know, people still got to have their coffee and just because they're not drinking it at the office, doesn't mean they're not drinking it, you know? So we're just getting it to people differently now and it's making us rethink everything. And that's always like a really cool place to be. Like if you get another chance to redo, if you could redo it all, how would you redo it? You know, if you could keep yeah. the brand, if you could keep everything good that's going for you, you know, and just scale down because you had to, because COVID forced us to, but um, yeah, you know, you kind of trim that, trim that part away that, you, you maybe it used to be important, but now it's just not. And, and it's kind of forced us to go from being an angsty teen to like a young adult pretty quickly where it was, you know, before the pandemic, it was kind of like, dad, I hate you. Uh, but I also need money, you know? <laughs> and I felt like that's where the business was at, you know, where the business was like sticking out its hand saying, I need money, but I also like kind of hate you as the owner right now. And, and just trying to move, pass out like every business goes through those like natural cycles and you know it's we've just been kind of on this really fast paced train ever since you know we jumped on in 2012 
that shop was in 2014 and that shop, I learned a lot of interesting stuff. We could talk about that. Or not, <laughs> there, but, uh, Forever. Good things and hard things, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it gave the brand a face, you know, it gave the brand like a soul and people could go down there. They'd connect really hard because I was really trying to push the limits of what a coffee shop could or can be. Um, and because of that, it created the soul of the company that we're still like kind of questioning even today where we're like, is that the soul now though? <laughs> it was the soul then, um, you know, that was just one shop, but it was a beast of a shop and it was getting studied by like all these other really impressive, like business concept generator places. Like they were coming to like, mm -hmm. what are you guys doing down here? This is crazy. Your numbers that you're putting out are like insane. You know, and when I say like high volume, ours are like New York high volume numbers, like in Kansas City, you know, and there was it was crazy. And so it was just that was 2014 and then uh, to 2018. And then we closed the shops. We basically didn't have any shops in 2000 going into 2019. And then in 2019, we did Cafe Equinox that started on February 16th in Shawnee there. And so that I basically moved my shop from downtown out to the suburbs. And day one, we had like, it was people were waiting two hours for lattes. It was crazy. So, and Cafe Equinox is your coffee shop, yeah. but it's in the plant nursery. Yeah, it's inside of the plant nursery. So it's kind of the best of family tree and the best of thou mayest, like coming together to bring, you know, whether you want to shop for plants or whether you just want to sit in the plants and enjoy them and, um, you know, enjoy... <laughs> enjoy somebody else taking care of them um, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's just kind of find your zen moment um you know that's that's kind of the the idea behind it is just to get people more connected to not just each other but also to nature um and that's me and my brothers that's kind of our personal our personal brand and our personal mission statement that we're all going for is to be able just to connect people back to the garden and and kind of back into that zone where you're like you're touching you're getting dirty you're you, it's physical you know you can't it's not strictly digital, like, you know, and, and I think this last year kind of woke a lot of people up to that. And I know it definitely seeing the uh, just not, not well, like home and garden um, departments within businesses just go crazy because everybody's like investing in their homes again instead of going out, which yeah. brings its own set of problems, you know, but yeah, it's also good too. It's like it allowed, I felt like it allowed me to like, connect harder with my family than I've ever been able to this past year, which has been so important. So. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. Yes. We've had our, our dinner times. Cause our, our youngest is 13 and our oldest is 21 and everyone's wow. at home. And wow. so our, <laughs> our dinner conversations are so fun. That's so weird to hear. Yeah. Last time I saw them, yeah. they were like knee high and yeah, I, <laughs> I don't, I've got my own now too. I've got like a five-year-old, a four-year-old and a two-year-old. So. Crazy. <laughs> Your dinner conversations are different. It's very different. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that day. That's going to be a wild one. It's it's been fun. So let's go back to Cafe Equinox. Yeah. So uh, here's a question that I have, uh, just but from looking at it, because uh, is is that something that is being done in other places where it's like a coffee shop and a plant nursery, like full on both of them in the same location? Yeah. The, the, here's the the hard part. And here's where it kind of had a leg up is, I mean, it, you could ask the same thing for thou mayest what it was down on the crossroads. Cause it was a coffee shop and it was a bar and I had both and, and so, uh, same thing like with, 
with Cafe Equinox, like we're we're trying to kind of create these. It's a it's a new way to approach it, and it basically has to do with the cooperation of the businesses and behind the scenes. Um, and so that's what is that that's what allowed us to be able to kind of flirt with these other models. It's like it's an entirely separate model than most. Of, yeah, to answer your question, there's tons of greenhouses all over the country that try to do it. They are there's like two of them that I can think of. One of them's in San Francisco, and the other one is, I think, in Oregon. Um, you know that are doing it to like a high caliber, I guess, or like, but you have somebody who's like, I'm a professional in the coffee world and they're a professional in the plant world and we're coming together. It's not the plant people saying, Hey, we know what's best. And we're just going to serve, you know, Starbucks grade, you know, out of this little like room out of the side, you know? And so I'm able to bring my network and my energy around all these coffee nerds who are in the suburbs. They want a good cup of coffee. They're not going to settle for like a bad cup. They'll even go to like a subpar environment, but it's like, I can invite, I can give them an extremely vitamin D rich plant filled environment, like the ultimate environment and like a pretty darn good cup of coffee. Um, I'm not going to force that down anybody's throat. I know that everybody has their preferences because it's a drug and we all have preferences to our drugs, but um, you know, like whether it's a li- I prefer lighter roast or, oh, your coffee's too dark or whatever. I mean, that's, that's all that you can, you can kind of adjust, you can adjust to those markets. But to answer your question, yeah. like there's not, there's not been like a very good, it's always been a bar that happens to do coffee on the side or a coffee shop that has this like kind of throwaway bar that's on the end that has like very generic selections, you know, and it's same thing in the, in the plant world and the nursery world. There's just been these mega nurseries and then they're like, we're going to try to cram our own brand or our own thing in there without getting any, anybody else professional in here to hear what your industry says is like acceptable. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, and so for people who've never been and we'll put some um, images in uh, on the Instagram with it, but it is a beautiful plant nursery that also has seating that you can go in and sit and how many like when you have it like fully set up so that people can sit how many can you seat in there? well so we're a couple things are going on we're in the middle of yeah. a big remodel there because part, yeah. part of it was just to test to see if it would work that that was like an eight year long like that that concept was sitting dormant for like eight years uh uh-huh. when my younger brother Jonah was managing that shop. He wanted to do that, you know, eight years ago. And I remember him, it just wasn't working. It wasn't working. And then finally, like when I closed that shop in the crossroads, that's when it gave me the time to like dump all my energy into it. And that's where, uh, it kind of, it just took off from right out the gate. Um, what was your question again? <laughs> no, no, you're good. How many can you see can see? Oh. Like, before you started? Do because yeah. I know you're in a renovation in one of the spaces now. Yeah. But how many people Gosh, could you see? It was like 170. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean that's a lot for a coffee shop. Well, it was yeah, and and that's where I mean it. That's why we're reworking it now is because the con- we we were just trying the concept out. You know, this eight year long incubation process, and so we tried it out for like a year and a half, and then finally we've been working on this huge renovation so that we can base we're trying to get it to where people can enjoy cafe equinox year round 
Um, yeah. In the in the winter in the winter time, of course, we have it, but in the summertime, it just gets too hot in there. But also, like springtime, that that real estate's too valuable to be selling plants out of, you know. So it kind of needs its own space for that, and so that's what we're building it out for is like an actual permanent, you know, very you know, walk up to the bar, having taps at the bar, um, not necessarily for liquor, although maybe someday, I don't know. <laughs> That's <laughs> in the dark. You just have to put a lot of fairy lights in there to make it. <laughs> yeah, right. No, we, we I, I mean, I, doing it downtown. Um, I mean, it, that's the, the easy part, but like being able to elevate it and really just make it to where it actually has a soul. I mean, you know, talking about like the future of, of business is like, you have to give it a soul, you know, otherwise like it's just another tchotchke. It's just another thing. It's just another mindless consumption thing. I think there's like a, a mindfulness in consumerism that's getting ready to hit. You know, I think you're seeing that too, like in kind of this explosion of people like consuming plants, even like, I mean, this has been record sales for like tropical, you know, home, uh, you know, house plants. Uh, it's just, it's crazy how many people are like buying plants so that they, it's like this wellness factor. Like I want to feel better, you know? And it's like, that insinuates that like something doesn't feel right, <laughs> you know? And, and when you start yeah. kind of digging into that, it's like, I think we're, we're getting ready to, you know, go into this, this, this next season of whatever business is, but it, it has to have a heartbeat. It has to have soul because there's so much on online that's just bad. You know, you don't really know what you're getting. I mean, I've guilty of like not doing my research and like buying something because I thought it looked cool on Instagram and I got it. And I was like, this sucks. Like, <laughs> or, or, or one time, like not even getting it. Like I just got scammed. Yeah. You know? So yeah. I think, uh, you know, I still think we're in those early stages of social media. I know that there's like a more connective a more connective, a more intuitive, like a better way to do social media. I, I still think that that's, it's so early in social media's life, you know, that I think that there's that, you know, even in the, especially in the photography business, I mean, it's like, you know, how many of these, the, what's going to, what's making one photographer any different than the rest of them? Like, is it just the services or like, well, Hey, we've, <laughs> we can like, help incubate your own, you know, uh, we're in the business of, of photography business, you know, we're, we're in the business of like helping people, people incubate their own business. You know, it's like, I'm seeing that a ton in the coffee world. I'm sure it's in photography too. Like they're a consultant, yeah. you know, yeah. all these consultants running around now and it's like, Whoa, whoa where'd you all come from? Like, you know, there weren't any, there weren't any of these a few years ago, especially in coffee, you know, but I mean, I'm, I'm partially, an incubator for photographers. I mean, that's a good chunk of my clientele is like photographers who would come and post up at the bar and like edit photos all day, you know, which was awesome. Oh, yeah. I loved it. I learned yeah. so much and, and just also just helping them to like think through like, and, and, and in a real way too, like, you know, I would encourage my staff to just be, you know, honest and bluntly honest with people. And I think that was part of it was like, I, I was, really aggressive about hiring very uh, honest people, <laughs> uh, sometimes a little bit too honest where they're like, they're sitting there, you know, editing photos and they're like, Hey, do you like this? And you're like, mm, not really. <laughs> you know? I never edited photos there. That's for sure. Yeah. And, and it would just, it wasn't like, no, not really. It was more of like, 
now do the work to like get it there type of deal. And there was more of like a, and, and that's what I say is like the energy. It's not just like to instigate, you know, it's not just to like, you know, be an edgy coffee shop that's down in the crossroads art district, you know, <laughs> uh, it's intimidating, you know, to go down there and, and, you know, their, their order, they have a language that I don't understand. You know, they speak over my head. That's they're too cool for me. And, mm-hmm. and I always find that a bummer, you know, that coffee has a stigma, you know, but every industry does when you really kind of take a step back and look at it, when you start getting in all the acronyms and you start getting into like, you know, we, every, every industry has this language and there's not that many industries that want to mix those languages. So that's why you don't see like well done coffee shops inside of nurseries uh, or in really other, you know, businesses for that matter. There's a few, but um, you know, that's why you don't see bars in coffee shops and coffee shops and bars. Like, you know, they're just, it's kind of, it's, it's a different animal at that point. It's a, it's a whole different model. It's a whole different system. It's a whole different language and business is just language. It's just, it's kind of like, I call it language, but it's also like a muscle, you know, and you just got to keep working that thing out. And a lot of people, especially younger people right now are like, well, you know, we think this should not take five to 10 years to, to do, right, you know, and it's yeah. like, you got to get your reps in for that because like you want hockey stick growth, but there's no way you're, you're going to, your body and your mind are going to completely go off the rails, you know? And so uh, kind of seeing that happen real time, not just to me, but to some other people within an industry that was, you know, entrepreneurship in Kansas city was being hyped really hard a few years ago. Um, you know, it's still trying to be hyped. I think it took a hit this past year and people are trying, I think you're just going to see the market flooded with just a bunch of subpar, big air quotes, entrepreneurs, you know, uh, who are just trying to get big air quotes again, like passive income. And it's like, you got to make that leap. Like you got to really, you kind of got to put your back against the wall and you got to make the decision to like really get after it, you know? Um, and, and that's, in, that's, so, that's every industry. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's go back yeah. to, you were because ta- this has all been really awesome. So good. Uh, and I've been taking notes. Every business has a language. Got to work the muscle of that business. Yeah. Your brand needs a heart, heartbeat and a soul. So uh, let's talk about social media a little bit. Because so you've, you've grown a, a coffee shop that also had a bar in it. And then you also, with that coffee, do the roast, roasting. Yeah. And so now you're still roasting. Yeah. Then you've grown a, more coffee shops within <laughs> yeah. plant nurseries. Well, and, so and, and we still have two other shops, too, in the River Market. Dalmaeus yeah. coffee okay. shops in the River Market and okay. also in the Nelson Atkins. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you've done all that and I've noticed that your social medias um, like immediately take off in all of those. And so how, how do you run those social media? Are you doing it yourself or do you have other people do it like staff or how, how does that, how do you do that? Uh, Right now it's a hundred percent me. And so that's not, but that's also why it's been pretty inactive, but that's where I, 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 Every now and then I'll take a step back from kind of my my own self and my own experience and say, I wonder if there's anybody else out there kind of feeling like this. But I know mm-hmm. in the ownership, like if you're going to run if you're going to run that that marketing machine, you know, it's it is, you know, the the face you could call it the face, but like of the company. But it's also it's also that feel that 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 
actual feeling that you can create. And that was part of the success in the social media of the last shop that I was just trialing out at first was I was like, I wonder if it can actually carry my style, my heartbeat, like, and then it allows the brand to be a hundred percent authentic. So like whenever I'm answering, it's like, I can just say whatever it is I need to say. And it, it won't ever be quote unquote, like off track. Like it won't be off your word tracks. It won't be off your marketing messaging. Like it's always on. And every, that's where my favorite, um, my favorite um, compliment that people would have when they'd come through that old shop was like, this just makes sense. Like all the way through, I saw it on social media and you definitely undersold it. And then I came in here, but man, the vibe in here is, and that's when I like an another flag went off in my head where I was like, what are these vibes? Like, <laughs> but like, it's an actual feeling and they, they, they would be, I call it like chumming the waters and you would, or I also call it like showing lag or like it's seductive. Like I'm, I'm, it's not just a call to action. Like I want to give them a reason to double tap. Like I want to give them a reason to love, love, love this photo. Like, you know, I don't care what they respond as because the reality is they're probably just trying to boost their own algorithm and their own social media presence. So they're going to comment on it. But that's why I'm saying like, it's just, it's for what, like, what are we, what are we doing with this? Is it, is it providing people with a feeling? Because if, if I can start to cut past all this clutter that's showing up in their feeds and it's just getting flooded daily with more noise and more TikToks and more dancing and more, that's fine. If that's a dancing platform, but like I'm spending a ton, like everybody's like, do social media, do social media. You go to these conferences, do social media, you know, here's how to do social media. Here's the new apps to use. Here's the new filters. Like here's what so-and-so did. And then all of a sudden it like becomes a who's who of like whatever your industry thing is. It doesn't matter. I'm not even talking about photography right now. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, it's even coffee. It's like latte art, you know, people give a rip about latte art oh, like, yeah. or like direct trade versus fair trade organic, you know, and you go down these rabbit holes and, and you're like, what, what's the point? <laughs> like, what are we, what are we doing here? Because like, at the end of the day, like it, what this marketing machine, this social media part of it is like, only if you can like, undersell on social media, and then only give them what they need to connect into your main shop. And that's the the part that I'm like, man, whoever comes out with a way to get people to connect harder like social media is just such a flyby. Like there's really nothing that's like grabbing my attention much anymore. Um, and it's just a malaise of like stuff, you know? And it's like, I get it. It's targeted to me. Like I've ran across a few new brands that I'm like, Oh, I'm glad Google was listening to me, you know? <laughs> but most of the time, like I, I'm not really experiencing that. I'm, 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 understanding who's at the top of their field and their brands and like why they're, why they're so good at what they do. And that's who people want to support, right? Like I want my local artisan. I want my local person. I mean, that's what they say, mm -hmm. but are they, you know, are you putting your money where your mouth is? Like you still ordering on Amazon, you know, which is fine. That's fine. But like, you know, there's also, I, I, I put this back to the business community where I'm like, you also like, be aggressive enough to like want to take on Amazon, uh, not, not like flippantly, but, um, you know, give people a reason to make your website just as easy to navigate as Amazon's is, you know, you can do it. Like, 
Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. You know, you can make it just as easy as they. So it's just a convenience thing. It's the way I see it. And it's like, it, and then it's like, how are you going to, how am I going to get like the point of social media? How do I get in front of people's eyeballs? And it's like, it, you be amazing at what you do. And if you want to talk about it, that's great. I felt like this whole past year, it just came off as like signaling, um, not just virtue signaling, but like, you know, you'd say, here's how much we're paying our, our, our barista who's often been overlooked, you know, and underpaid and the working class. And I get it. Like, and that's my heartbeat too. That's where I come from. Like I am one of you. <laughs> uh, and then it was one of those that it was in social media. It was like, you're the problem, you know, talk, talking to me, you know? And I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm on your team, you know, and I'm part yeah. of this thing too. And it was like cannibalizing itself. I watch it happen in Chicago. I watch it happen in LA and Seattle here in Kansas city. It was pretty, uh, it wasn't nearly as vicious. It wasn't as cannibalistic, but there's businesses that will never recover from the cannibalism that's happened via social media dog piles, you know? Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, so Let's back up just a little bit, because when you were talking about social media and, you know, kind of like, well, nothing's new, nothing's getting you excited. I think it's interesting because one is you're paying attention and most people aren't. But I think one one of the things that you have done that you I'm, I'm sure, you know, it happened. But at the same time, something that you've done is you've created experiences for people that they want to go and show people that they're there. So I, I was just talking about this yesterday yeah, kind yeah. of developing this idea, I guess. I'm sure it's called something out there. I'm sure it's not original, but um, memory is like so important in that coffee shop experience. Mm-hmm. And like, if you can tie, if you can tie people, not just to your brand, but to a memory and then associate your brand with it, what a, that's like the best possible scenario that I can think of because it's not you directly it's indirectly through this like amazing this the the experience like the feeling that you have like sitting in the sunlight in the corner like you know that is what i was going to say my memory yeah Yeah, my memory of being in cafe equinox is sitting in the sunlight in the corner looking at all the people coming in and out the the, all the cactuses around me or tropicals yeah yeah and then all of a sudden if if, and and this is where like the seductive side of me gets a little more nefarious i guess is where it's like at that moment is when i want that person like locking into like an, an item or a totem you could even say like it's a it's a thing that represents this brand that evokes deep memory. So now, mm-hmm. like, why is that important? Uh, because you can have a really strong merch section once you do that. Yes. <laughs> you can start uh-huh. selling T-shirts because people are like, I want to I want to express that brand uh, in a very public fashion because when they see other people wearing that brand, oh my gosh, you know what thou mayest is because it's I just put this mark. It's just a symbol, but people are like, mm-hmm. I know what that means. That means fun. That means party. That means I don't care what it is. The narrative in their head is like, I miss it. I want it. I I'm thirsty right now. <laughs> like I want to go hang out and like feel those good vibes, which I still don't know what those are, but it's, I think that's like the next economy is like this memory, this vibes, this experiential economy that is allowed to take your brand and to really give it that soul that it needs to be able to like 
people feel something. They don't want it to go away when a pandemic hits. Like they double down and they order specifically from you, however that possible. You know, they'll park out in their cars and like let us run stuff out to them. Like it's crazy. It's crazy that yeah. we were able to stay. We we stayed open the entire time. You know, yeah. and it was like that's unbelievable. Like that was years of hard work of just like creating memory every single day for as many people as possible, which is not what people want to hear, especially younger people. Like it's slow and well, steady, I think, you know? I, I think it's the years of hard work before, but it's also the confidence and the hard work during that time to create a way to connect with yeah. you too. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's been really, it's been really interesting just to watch. It's kind of my living laboratory. Um, because like, I, I, I need that immediate feedback. Like I need the I need the feedback, you know, I slide a drink across the, the bar and it's like, hey, taste this. Is this too sweet or is this too sour? What, how does this taste? And like kind of using the public as like this measuring stick, like real time, you know, even in the photography world, like there was certain photographers that used to say like, we only, if, if it's a client that we really, really like and that we really want to land them, we'll bring them to your space. And I'm like, what, why do, why do you do that? You know, and there's all these photographers who were doing this and they'd sit at, they sit in this spot <laughs> and it's like, and, and I just got used to it to where it's like, I could tee them up for success too. And like, I could help them land these clients more and more and more because like, I knew what they were there to do. I knew what they were there to accomplish. And I'm like a big advocate of that. Like, I want to see your business do better because like, I want you to bring more people in here and get them exposed to like better coffee. I've never been downtown. I've never been to this arts district. Like we didn't even have a sign on our building for the like two years. Like it was, people really had to want to be in there, but once they were in there, they just melted and it was just so unexpected. And it was just so unassuming that by the time they got in there, they were like, is this like a year old or like 20 years old? We're not really sure. Is it a bar? Is it a coffee shop? It's both. Is it an event space? Sure. Why not? You know, there's like a concert venue out back. You can land there on first Fridays. It's open till 12 a.m. Like, wh what's your excuse? Like, why aren't you here? You know, <laughs> and and that's what the brand would just kind of be like, hey, we're, we're, we're here for you and we mean it. And we're going to put our money where our mouth is. And we're going to like, we're going to stay up later. Like, we're going to try to run a coffee shop that goes into 12 a.m. And then you get to meet all this whole nother section of the Kansas City's population that's doing the, the night hustle, you know, um, you don't see them during the day, you know, so it's like it just it, the, the network exploded because it just cross promoted all those different networks late into the evening. So we found out we were like selling just as much coffee in the evening as we were in the during the morning hour. They needed the coffee to stay up for, yeah, the, for the hustle. Yeah. So yeah it kind of became sure. like an entrepreneurial hotspot. And then like talking about like different models. It's like, I could take that to the city then and say like, here's your economic development model. You guys set aside funds for this. Like, is there any way that we can turn? I mean, it's, it's basically co-working without being co-working. Like all these other co-working, you're getting like massive grants for like, <laughs> I don't know, just like empty office space. Like I, every time I walk into them, they're empty. Like, you know, so maybe, maybe there's some more successful than others, but I'm like those things, you know, it's kind of a race. It's either a race to be the best of those and to like see and be seen in one, or it's like, I don't know, 
just another co-working space, you know, it's just, a, you know, and it's kind of like coffee shops too. And it's like, I just, I want to create something that's going to be a little more special. And I think that like, you know, really electric environments, like looking at coffee a little differently, like we sell energy, you know, um, and then trying to really make sure that I have a congruent message with like selling that energy all the way through that I actually hire people, people, you know, to be able to serve up energy, you know, in their own energetic, not some like, drab introvert you know who's got s- somehow stuck behind the bar who's like forced to serve people coffee it's like i don't know painful to watch yeah. That. <laughs> yeah this has been fantastic bo it was so great to talk to you i you know it's it's funny when, when before we started you were like i kind of go all over the place i have lots <laughs> of different things but i've got all kinds of notes oh, man. <laughs> the show notes. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. So thank you for being on. And I encourage our listeners. Yeah, if you, uh, we will put links in the show notes to uh, Bo's different businesses so you can see what they're like. If you come to Kansas City, you'll definitely have to come visit. And uh, you can, I'm sure, order the uh, coffee online. Yeah, we've got a a retail website where you can order just thoumayest.com. And then, um, our shops are located in the Nelson Atkins Museum of Art, um, in uh, Cafe Equinox, uh, in Shawnee, and in Overland Park. Um, that's only going to be for another month here in Overland Park, but the Shawnee one will still be open. Uh, and then in the River Market as well. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, if you just reach out online um, on our website, like all of our social media and stuff is there. And people have questions about coffee, whether it's a lot of people say, like, I'm, I'm sure it's a bad, dumb question or whatever. It's usually not, you know. It's, yeah. Usually, usually. Well, you were, you're definitely an expert on it for sure. Uh, it's been fun. It's been a process. So I'm still learning. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, everyone, th- thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with the podcast and thank you again, Bo, for being on with us today. Yeah. Thank you for listening to from nothing to profit, a photographer's podcast.